Hi everyone, I am Sean Ibbotson and I'm a senior associate in the brand's designs and copyright team at Bristow's. This is one of a series of podcasts which is linked to our annual reviews of trademark design and copyright cases from 2020. And I'm here with my colleague Mark Lindsner. And in this podcast, we're going to be discussing the decision in Response Clothing and Edinburgh Woolen Mill, which was handed down in January 2020 by Richard Hakon, who's the presiding judge of the IPEC. Thanks, Sean. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark, and I'm a, an associate in the brand's designs and copyright team at Bristow's. Um, as Sean mentioned, we will be discussing the response clothing decision and also thinking about the implications of the CJU decision in Cofamel. Um, response clothing was decided shortly after the CJU confirmed in Cofamel the two fundamental requirements for copyright subsistence under EU law. First, the, the requirement of originality, and second, the requirement for subject matter identified with sufficient precision. Our focus will be on the issue of subsistence in the response decision and the wider implications that COFML may have for subsistence under UK law. So Mark, perhaps you can just begin by setting the scene and uh, reminding us of the facts of the response clothing case. So response clothing is uh, a clothing company involved in the design, manufacture and marketing of clothing products. Edinburgh Woolen Mill is a major clothing retailer with over 400 stores across the UK. Um, this particular dispute concerned a patents jacquard fabric design referred to as the wave fabric. Uh, the wave fabric was a knitted fabric that was created on a, on a knitting machine as opposed to a woven fabric that's usually created using a loom. Um, for a number of years, Response supplied uh, Edinburgh Woolen Mill with ladies' clothing made from the wave, wave fabric. Uh, Response sought to increase the price of the wave fabric fabric garments um, and Edinburgh Woolen Mill was unhappy about that so looked to source fabric and, and garments from other suppliers. Um, Edinburgh Woolen Mill provided a sample to, of the wave fabric to other fabric suppliers inviting the suppliers to make garments from that same fabric or similar fabric styles. EWM uh, stopped sourcing garments made from the wave fabric from response and, and began sourcing garments from a, from other third parties who, who produced the garments with a similar patterned fabric. Um, response claimed copyright protection in the wave fabric uh, under Section 4 of the Copyright Design and Patents Act as an artistic work in the form of either a graphic work or a work of artistic craftsmanship. Response argues that the third-party garments made from a similar jacquard fabric infringed the wave fabric and that Edinburgh Woolen Mill's sales of such garments also amounted to primary and secondary infringement. So on copyright subsistence this is a bit of a quirk of UK copyright law um, that claimants like response clothing have to pick one of the categories of copyright work which are listed in the le legislation be that a literary work or an artistic work or a sound recording uh, and then each category has been looked at by the courts over the years and different tests have developed um, for, for works to qualify, uh, qualify under each of these categories. So what did the judge conclude on the wave fabric first as a graphic work? Um, so Hakon held that the wave fabric did not qualify as a graphic work. Um, the judge concluded that all of the statutory examples of graphic works are created by the author making marks on a particular substrate to generate a particular image. Um, the judge recognised that the statutory examples were not an exhaustive list of uh, graphic works, but he adopted quite a narrow view of those statutory examples. 
concluding that they could not be extended to include uh, fabric designs. Yeah, this, this bit of the case is interesting, isn't it, that he concluded that all of the examples in the legislation are created by making a mark on a substrate. And there are cases that have gone, gone the other way. Uh, and there's also examples in the legislation which could easily be made in, in different ways. So an engraving might be made with a mark, but a diagram or a map could easily be made without making a mark on a substrate. So then Response Clothing's other option was to claim that the way fabric was a work of artistic craftsmanship. What did Hakon say about that? Yeah, so unlike uh, the graphic work, uh, just Hakon found that the wave fabric was held to qualify uh, as a work of artistic craftsmanship. Um, interestingly, the, the judge applied a test used by the New Zealand High Court in Bonds Group and Cook, uh, according to which it was necessary to show the wave fabric was a, a work of craftsmanship in the sense that the creation of the fabric required skillful workmanship, and b, artistic in the sense that it was produced with creative ability that generated some form of aesthetic appeal. Um, the judge did actually refer to Kofamel in his judgment, but he didn't uh, apply the test that was set by the CJU. Instead, the judge found that the wave fabric qualified as a work of artistic craftsmanship according to the test in bonds. Um, quite helpfully, the judge did provide some guidance on the meaning of works of artistic craftsmanship as, as understood under UK law. So, for example, he, he confirmed that it's possible for a work of artistic craftsmanship to be made using a machine, that the requirement of aesthetic appeal uh, can be of a nature which causes the work to appeal to potential customers. In other words, the commercial success of a product can be evidence or proof of the aesthetic appeal required and that a work is not precluded from being a work of artistic craftsmanship solely because multiple copies of it have been made and marketed. In other words, uh, mass-produced products are not necessarily precluded from being works of artistic craftsmanship. Yeah, and, and you mentioned COFML, um, and that was a decision of the CJEU from, from late 2019. And in that case, uh, the CJ set out the test for, for qualification as a work, and the first limb of that test is about originality. Um, and what the court said in that case is that um, to qualify as a work and be original, the only requirement is that the work has to be an intellectual creation that kind of reflects the free and creative choices of the person who created it. And Hakon mentioned Kofmel in his judgment in response clothing, but then he just went on to, to choose to apply a test from a decision in the New Zealand High Court instead. So, so what's the standing of the Kofamel decision and what's its implications for UK copyright law? As things stand, uh, the implications of, of Kofamel remain quite uncertain, um, as the court has not yet grappled with the consequences of the CJU's decision. Um, but in theory, uh, Kofamel potentially has two implications for UK law. Um, first, the, the kind of fundamental test of originality renders exhaustive or closed lists of protectable subject matter like the system under the Copyright Design and Patents Act, uh, to be incompatible with the test for copyright subsistence under EU law as interpreted in COFML. And also, any kind of national tests for subsistence that set a higher standard than the test of originality, for example, tests requiring artistic merit or some form of aesthetic appeal, also seem to be inconsistent with EU law post-COFML. Yeah, and so bearing in mind these implications, 
How, how do you think the decision in response sits with the CJU's decision in COFAMIL? Um, so arguably there are kind of two core aspects of the response decision that are inconsistent with the approach adopted in COFAMIL. Uh, the first is the judge's quite rigid approach to the categorization of the wave fabric as graphic work. Um, post COFAMIL, arguably the characterization the characterization of works should not be a precondition for, for subsistence. Therefore, the judge is finding that the wave fabric did not fall within the statutory definition of graphic work is out of step with the test for subsistence set by the CJEU and COFAMIL. I think more fundamentally, it's the, the kind of statutory closed list of protectable subject matter in the, in, in, under UK law that is now arguably inconsistent with COFAMIL. Um, the second aspect of the judgment that's inconsistent with COFAMEL is the tests that the judge applied to determine if the wave fabric qualified as a work of artistic craftsmanship. Um, the judge did refer to COFAMEL in the course of his judgment, but he did not directly address the implications of the decision because he concluded that the wave fabric met the bonds test for works of artistic craftsmanship. Despite not following COFAMEL, the judge did expressly recognise that a test which required the wave fabric to have aesthetic appeal would not actually conform with EU law as interpreted in COFAMEL. Oddly, having made that observation, the judge still went on and applied the aesthetic appeal test to determine if copyright subsisted. And more ironically, the judge relied on his finding that the wave fabric did satisfy the bonds test to actually avoid fully engaging with implications of COFAMEL. So the judge's reasoning for avoiding COFAMEL is actually quite circular and, and quite unfortunate. Yeah, thanks, Mark. And I suppose we should say that after finding that the wave fabric was protected by copyright, HACOM went on to find that that copyright had been infringed. And we could we could do a whole other podcast on, on the infringement part of the judgment. But as you've heard today, the really interesting part of the judgment is about copyright subsistence. And on that front, it looks like response clothing was a bit of a missed opportunity, really, for the English courts to really consider the implications of, of COFAMEL and to grapple with them. And what's really frustrating about the judgment is, is the part that Marks just mentioned, which is that HACOM recognised that complete conformity with, with COFAMEL would have excluded any requirements stated in the Bonds Group case. But he then went on to apply the Bonds Group test anyway. So looking ahead, where are we? The, the COFAMEL decision indirectly does form part of the UK's retained EU law following Brexit. But UK copyright law is now in a state of uncertainty, really, and it's going to remain that way until a case comes before the High Court and perhaps even reaches the Court of Appeal or higher uh, and for the courts to really grapple with the implications of COFAMEL. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when it does. As far as we know, there's no sign of an appeal being, uh, being made in the response clothing case. So we might just have to wait for another case to come along, perhaps sometime this year. That's uh, all we've got time for today. So all that's left for me to do is to thank you all for joining us. Uh, we really hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll be coming back to listen to the other podcasts in this series. Thanks very much. Goodbye.